We're good. We're good. All We're right. live. We are live. Welcome to Lais and the Coach yeah. on a special Monday night edition. We are doing a lot of late night shows. I know. Friday night, Monday night. We got Tuesday night. Yeah. Thursday night. Friday night. Friday night. <laughs> we got a full week. Um, anyway, on tonight's show, we have Team Forever athlete and first time WBFF competitor, Fabia. Yes, I'm so excited we get to do this. Fabia <laughs> was just in Orlando with our team. She just did her first show just uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and we always like to talk to everyone that does a show and go through your experiences on the road to making the decision, the prep, the show itself, and on and on and on and on. Uh, because those are honestly the things that, that matter the most. Totally. Uh, it's almost like the stage is like the stage, right? It's like, but the journey itself yeah. is what really, really matters. Yeah. So we met Fabia almost a year and a half ago, right? Yes. A year and a half ago. Um, and she came in and initially when we met, uh, you did come in because uh, you had intentions not only of transforming, but of competing. Yes. But we didn't set a date. No. <laughs> <laughs> we were just trying to figure out if this was even going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what inspired you or what made you decide to either transform or, or even pursue getting on stage? So I've always been into fitness, um, but everything that I did was more or less about, you know, it was with the bro diet. So as they call it, the bro diet. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really, you know, restrictive, really limited. Um, it works, but you have no life, you know, you have no right. social life. Yeah, I was like taking Tupperwares out to restaurants, eating in the car before I went in with the family. And then I would just drink water or it was horrible. I was like, what is my life? <laughs> oh my God, you're stronger than me. That's for sure. Oh man. So and that's how I am. Like if I'm in, I'm all in. Like I'm just, I'm going to do it. But I knew I wouldn't be able to maintain that. So I stopped. And we travel a lot. So, you know, we went to Thailand. I was vegan at the time and went to Thailand. So that was easy. You know, I, I wasn't really gaining weight. I was maintaining. Um, but then I got off my vegan um, diet because my vitamin D was off. So I kind of yeah. like got off the vegan regimen. And when we went to Europe, I went camp. Like I literally turned it to. <laughs> 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 I went crazy. I was eating so much jamon and. <sighs> cheese everything and before then I was kind of like eating fat you know I was like okay eating foods that I wasn't eating because it was so restrictive before okay and slowly started putting the pounds on and when I came back from Europe I told my husband I was like dude I am so fat like <laughs> <laughs> and I have a I have an actual another page that it's my fit baby page I couldn't even look at that page anymore I was like so like Oh my God, like what have I become? Like it was crazy. <laughs> so I saw Julie, me and Julie are cool. Our kids, our daughters dance together. And I saw her and I was like, man, you look good. Like you look really good. I was like the prototype. I'm like, yeah, you gonna pass me. 
look good. I said, what are you doing? And that's when she told me about you guys. And she was like, you know, I did a show or she was going to do a show. And no questions asked on that. I said, I'm going to do it. And she gave uh-huh. me and that's how I contacted you guys. Awesome. That's awesome. So um, just, just to give context, right? Because a lot of times people, they see the pictures, right? And, they, and they're like, well, that person can do it because they don't have anything going on. Like that's all they do. They eat and they work out. So you have a husband and you have a daughter. Yes. Right. And you work. Yes. (laughs) And my daughter, my daughter has a foundation. So I really have two jobs. So a lot of people don't know. I work 2 a.m. to about 9:30 a.m. I come home. I eat a meal. I take a two-hour nap. I wake up. I work out. I work the business. And I just and you just keep going. Yeah, pretty much. I remember like when she came in and I'm like, so is your job busy? Is you this? She's and I'm like, well, what do you do? She's like, well, I'm a nuclear pharmacist. Yeah. What? Yeah, like what is it? So important. It sounds so awesome. <laughs> but she's like, I work in the middle of the night. And I'm like, all right, well, so do other people like, you know, right. so it's well, always it's always these obstacles that people make up. as to why they can't the funny thing is always the people with the least amount of obstacles who let the obstacles in their way with the least amount of excuses like no one is working in the middle Mm -hmm. of the night like we're very few people you know but wait so when do you sleep sleep because two hour nap is all you get no way sleep for two hours um my body's adapted so i sleep for two hours and like i said i go work out do some stuff with the business and then I'll come back upstairs, I'll eat something. And then if I have something else like this, I'm doing, I'll do this. And then I usually go to bed like around 10. So I'll sleep for another like three hours maybe. So I get about five, six hours of sleep. But like broken up. So like two naps. Right. And I sleep at work. So I take a nap at work. I'll sleep for like an hour and a half, two hours. So it's just broken up. It's just broken up. Yeah literally die hats off to you because i can make it so the day the day the day that i came up for the show i worked that night so that's why i came friday so i went to work <laughs> at 2 a.m i got off i had the other pharmacists coming i was like listen you got to get here early because i gotta catch you <laughs> so i left at six went to the airport got to orlando uber to the hotel did all that stuff you know, <laughs> my day was like non-stop wow wow that is What's your excuse? What the fuck is making excuses after that story? I want to hear it. So how was it? Um, like, like we always ask different questions, right? For me, it's always like the, the technical stuff. How was it transitioning from all the stuff that you had done in the past, like the either very restricted eating style or even uh, being vegan to like when I tell people, I'm like, well, you're going to have to eat all this food now. You know, how did that feel? I was happy. I was ecstatic. <laughs> I was like, I get to eat. <laughs> I get to eat carbs. You know, it's not brown rice. It's not oatmeal with water and soup oh. powder. That was dessert for me. Oatmeal <laughs> powder. That was dessert. <laughs> uh, so this was lovely. But you weren't scared or like hesitant to go into all of that? Nah. Like, I, I believe that you know, if I see someone, like I saw Julie, 
you know? So if I see a product or I see something and it worked, then I'm, I'm all in. Like, I'm like, okay, I can do this. Let's go. Let's yeah, do it. I love that. And, and here's, here's a, a, for anybody watching. So she started and it had only been two or three weeks. And then we went into quarantine. Right. Like how many, like how many weeks had it been? You had only been on for two or three weeks. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very long. So she started with us, she pulled this stuff and all of a sudden it's like, eh, we're cutting it off here. And we transitioned to doing everything virtually. So, yeah. you know, Fabian would jump on all the Zooms yeah. and just work out at home yeah. like everybody else. And we still got it done, you yeah. know? So it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, this elaborate scheme of things. Uh, if anything, the opposite, we had everything against us. Yeah. Because she, she's still working, she still has family, she's got to eat the food. And, and all we were able to do at the time is, uh, and not that the Zoom based workouts are, are easy because they're not they're challenging, but, but it was like all of a sudden there was a lot of unknown. And I think a lot of times people tie this goal or a massive transformation to like the gym, right? Like you need to go to the gym, gym, and you need equipment and you need whatever. And we had so many people, you included, that went through that process and got that outcome and had that transformation with no gym. There's no option. Right. But again, like you said, those Zoom workouts are still very, very challenging. Yeah. It's just different than what people think as far as what it takes. You know, it's the opposite of what people think it takes. I must say, like, I was always the type of a person. Like, I was always like, I have to have in-person training. I hate, I would never dare virtual. I used to always want, how does that work? Like, that's so crazy. Like, I would never do that. And I ended up doing it because of COVID. Right. Like, no one we had. We all got forced. I was saying. It was so crazy because even us, I was like, this is never going to work. Yeah. <laughs> like, when we had to do it, I'm like, I guess we're going to do it because everybody else is doing it. But I don't think this is going to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because that human connection, right? Yeah. Like, the appointment to show up to the gym, the drive there. Like, that was our. And the our energy thing. exchange even for us as that being our business like the energy exchange you get to have in person felt totally different we're like how are we going to transition into this but the whole world had to so the whole world did and yeah. it just became normal you know but we did it, we did it. <laughs> and i think that along the way um we were able to navigate around all of the circumstances that we were all going through and most people even even uh people in our circle, most people fell off the wagon. Yeah. How do you, why do you think that you were able to, to just stay on track? Um, I think for me, like when I saw the weight that I put on, like I, I have like all kinds of things that go on in my head, like scenarios and stuff like that. So for me, I was just like, okay, you're going to have to do something because this is only going to get worse. So for me, it wasn't an option to say, I mean, I literally, like I've never felt this before. I literally felt rolls in my back. I was like, I feel something in my back and it's not someone touching me. It was like rolls. <laughs> like, it was crazy. I was like, this is ridiculous. You know, like, what is this? So for me, it was like, I have to do something. And if I don't do anything, I'm going to have COVID weight. Like everyone had COVID weight. And I was like, I can't have COVID weight. If I go COVID weight, I'm going to, I'm going to just balloon out of control. Yeah. It it's so funny how it always goes back to it being non-negotiable. Right. Like she just said, she's like, it had to it be had done. There was no option. You know, and, and I mean, I'm sure you can imagine how many people I talk to that are, well, you know, and 
I just can't right now. The, you know, there's the so much going on. on. You know, I never feel like it. <laughs> and every person that we interview that has gone through this process, the one thing that they all say in one way, shape, or another is, I just have to do it. Right. There was not a, there wasn't a, like, maybe I'll get to it today. It just yeah. had to get done. And you know, what's funny that you say that because the few people in the very beginning years ago, when we started doing the, the stage stuff, we had a few people that would say, well, let me prep. Like, I'm going to get on stage. Let me, and then we'll see, like, you know, maybe I will, maybe I won't. None of those people made it. And so much so that we stopped allowing that on our team. So on our team, you can really only come on board if you're committing to a show. Yeah. Obviously, things could happen and, you know, whatever. But like you said, people that stick to it is because they committed to that goal, you know, to, to themselves. It's not up in the air. It's not if I make it there. It's like, this is happening. This is actually going to happen. And I was actually like that. So when I first started, I told Julie, boom, I'm going to do, I'm using your word now, boom. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do the show. I'm all in. And when we started working out and, you know, stuff like that, and I was just like, man, in my mind, I was like, I'm not ready yet. Like, I still feel rose. Like, I'm not there, you know? So in my head, I was just like, the same thing. Let me get there. And right. on my case, she was like, bro, like, you've been working out for like a year and a half. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, okay. I was like, I'm going to do it. Like, and then once I said I would do it, then. And you're in. That was it. What were some of the most difficult parts along the way, As, aside from the fact that we all had to go through, you know, this long quarantine together? Um, but what were other challenging things that came up? Like for as far as prepping? As far as prepping, the dieting, the training, um, uh, anything, anything challenging that came up, up? Nothing really, honestly. I mean, because of COVID, nothing was open. So <laughs> no that's true. You know, I actually look forward to doing the 45 minute walk after the workout because it's like I'm outdoors, you know, and we stay at the time we stay across from the AAA arena. So I would walk over the bridge and see the ocean. And so it was really like relaxing for me, but I enjoy working out. So that's never an issue for me, um, but I also enjoy eating. So it's like, I had to find that, that balance. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So I was doing more eating than working out before, but I didn't really have any difficulties. I think because before I came to you guys, like everything I did, I was like at 20% body fat. Like when I was at my peak, I was almost at that 18 and it just got so overwhelming. And I was just like, I can't eat. I hate my food. Like I hated eating. And I was like, I don't want to eat. I was just eating just because I had to. Yeah. You can't live like that. My urine smelled horrible because of the asparagus. I was so embarrassed. I would have to tell people like, just wait a second before you go to bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the fucking asparagus pee is the worst. I hate all of that. So this was like, this was pleasant for me. And what about your family support? Was everybody like all in with you, like rooting for you, supporting you along the way? Oh yeah, definitely. Because they hated the bro diet too. They, they suffered, you know, <laughs> like that's how we do. Like we go out, we travel, we do a lot of social things. And my husband was like, man, like you can't eat this. You can't eat that. And I was like, no, but he knows how I am. So he was just right. like, 
Man, that's it. You know, he will prepare my asparagus and bull chicken and I would eat it and they would have their meal. So, but they're, they're supportive, but they're used to me being on regimens and working out. So that wasn't really difficult. More of the food part was the hard part for everyone. The social time, like the yeah, social aspect. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then uh, once once you like flipped the switch and said, okay, I'm doing this show, like I'm in, like we're gonna pick a date and whatever. Um, what kind of things came up? Like any fears or anxieties or like shit, like this is really out of my comfort zone. Um, so I was probably the biggest fear was, you know, how is my body gonna look in my bikini? Um, where I came before was like, Everything was, you know, that's what you would look at on Instagram, bodybuilding, you know, the 17, 18% body fat, abs, quads, you know, you just see everything, you know? And for me, it was like, I had to kind of condition myself, like, you know, almost like I had to say, focus on the, the transformation, not perfection, just focus on your transforming. So I would just do that. I'm like, okay, you see differences, it's working. Mm -hmm. It's happening, you know? And so for me, like getting on the stage in a bikini and walking in hills, that was like the biggest, biggest thing for me because I don't walk in hills. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm tomboy. I play basketball all my life. Like that was Those like- always the things that come up. Yeah. Like the bikini and the heels. Yeah. Yeah. For everybody, like it doesn't even matter. Yeah. That is always the thing that comes up. Um, and then as, as we started to get, I mean, one of the things that we talked about, um, was with you, like you practice your posing all of the time. Right. More than right? anybody. More than, than anybody. Like how much do you think that that helped your confidence when you got on stage? Oh, big time. Like when I got, I had no fear when I went to Orlando. Like I was not afraid at all. Like I got on stage and I was ready. Like, boom, I'm ready. <laughs> my heels, I know how to walk. <laughs> I was so so comfortable like I don't know I, I had no fear like honestly I was not afraid at all I was really excited and really excited to show my transformation and you know just actually do it and say oh, man I walked in heels in a bikini on stage like yes like, you, know, on Instagram, like these, you know fitness shows and stuff like that and I'm like man like that's crazy the big old you know feathers and, yeah but it was cool to actually experience it that's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, I think you practice more than everybody combined. You know, <laughs> like you, seriously. And it showed. And it's what I always say. It's not necessarily about how it's going to look to other people on stage. It's about how you're going to feel about it. It's always about your experience. You having put in that much work with your posing, having put in that much, that many reps, <laughs> you know, like that much practice allowed you to feel very good about it. That's all that matters, you know? And of course it looks great. And now as you move on to your next phase, you know, that doesn't go away. It's like the physique, you keep building on it. So your next show, you're able to do the wings and all of the other stuff just because you get to experience that because now you're not starting from scratch, right? you know? When, when, uh, when we start, like when you started to go through the process, did you tell anybody or was this something that you were keeping on the reps? So I didn't tell anyone, just, you know, my husband and my daughter, they were the only ones that knew, and my cousin. Um, okay. So they were the only ones that knew. Um, and I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want anyone in my head. I didn't want anyone to be like, 
you know, and it's funny because after I told, like, I told my mom, and she was like, girl, I need to see you walking here. Like, it was like, that's why I didn't tell her to no one. That's why I didn't say anything because you guys are crazy. <laughs> but I didn't tell anyone. I just kind of wanted to, I, I didn't post anything. I got on social media. Like, I totally detached from social media because um, I didn't want to see anything to discourage me. I didn't want to get in my head again and seeing fitness pictures. Like, I just wanted to, almost like I was telling my husband, it was almost like, I felt like a seed and I just needed to go underground. I needed to get nourished. I needed to get watered. I needed, I just needed to grow. And then I was like, when I sprout up, that's when everybody will see it. So that was the mentality that Love I had. Yeah, I was like, I just need to like, just detach from everything and everyone and just do me. So, yeah. I and love that so much. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, you know, it's funny that you say that because we all, you know, you've, you've heard me tell everybody like tunnel vision, like just focus on what you're doing. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. And it's the biggest distraction for, for most people on any transformation is other people getting in your ear. You know? yep. Either people questioning their diet or their training or how it's going or whatever, but it's always somebody else like getting in your ear that right. interrupts, that interrupts the flow. And it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be bad. Yeah. You know? Um, even supportive people can sometimes like, you know, just asking constantly, like, hey, how's it going today? How's it going today? Or projecting their fears mm -hmm. with their, you know, and it could be in any area of life, not just getting on stage. It could be with work. I think that, kids that, that, that idea of just honing in and saying, let me just Do me. shut it down yeah. and, and I'll resurface later yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, is such a cool analogy. I right? love it. And it's fitting for this because this journey and this process is about you, mm -hmm. is for you. So no one else really should have a say, right. you know, no one else really should have an opinion, but people will. So detaching like that is so smart for a process that's new and it's your first time. It's all for you. All that matters is what you're thinking and how you're feeling, nothing else. We always, and then we always tell people like, um, you know, at least on our team, we're always like, listen, you know, it's, it's about the weekend. It's not just about the stage. It's about like getting there Friday and, and doing all the things. How is that for you? Like you arrive Friday, like you literally left work, got on a plane and made it to Orlando. How was that like arriving to the hotel? It was awesome. I had so much fun. I mean, from the Uber driver, he was cool. We exchanged numbers because he sells cars like for like dirt cheap. It was in Orlando. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, he was explaining all this stuff to me. So I was like, yeah, give me a number. You know, my daughter's about to turn 16. I may give you a call, you know? And then I got to the hotel and, you know, um, Julie had my stuff already up in the room and stuff. And they were showing me all the snacks they bought for the, you know, after the show. <laughs> it was just like really exciting. But I was already like excited from looking at Julie and them TikToks and seeing everybody, you know, on their way up. And I was just like, man, tomorrow's going to be me, you know, so I was really excited. But the whole process, like from the hotel, everything was just great. Like I had a lot of fun. What was the most surprising part of the weekend for you? Surprising? Like what you didn't expect to experience or see or feel or was anything caught you off guard or by surprise? If anything, probably how cold the tanning was. <laughs> the tanning spray was really cold. <laughs> that was probably the most surprising <laughs> I was really cold. Like I was shaking. <laughs> you know, for, for us, we, we like during that weekend and after we were all, we, we talked about 
how much fun this weekend was and this team uh, for this show. Because um, all of you guys were just having such a good time the entire weekend. And I told her, it's almost like the show got in the way of everybody's good time. You know, it's like, because everybody, you know, we had the photo shoot and registration and people doing TikToks in the lobby and in the rooms. And, and then all of a sudden, everything had to stop for the show. And then the party continued after. Yeah, that's how it feels 100%. Go ahead. Well, I get what I was going to say is I think a lot of times, like, once and maybe you're different, it seems like you're different in a lot of ways in the way that you think, which is so cool. Um, how many takeaways I've even gotten from the talk right now. But I feel like a lot of times when people go into something that they're not familiar with, they don't know what to expect. But even without knowing what to expect, they still expect something. They still have like a preconceived idea of like, this is how it's gonna be backstage. Or this is how it's gonna be, you know, on stage. This is how it's gonna be at registration because social media, like you do get to watch it to a certain extent. You have some preconceived ideas of how you think it's gonna play out. Um, what was to you like the best part of the weekend? Um, I would definitely say the team, the camaraderie. Um, yeah. It was just, I don't know. It's almost like I felt like it was an extended family. Like I really felt comfortable. I felt good. Everybody got along. You know, we laughed. We laughed so much. You know, nobody was serious. You know, like oh, you know, we got to do this. And it was just, it was none of that. Everybody was like, we had some people that was nervous. Right. But that was even cool because you know, like Molly, she was like, oh my god, every ten minutes she's like, I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna throw up. And I was like, you're not gonna throw up. <laughs> you can't throw up. You won't throw up. You know, I was just talking to her, like, I was just basically telling her, like, man, this is like your baseline. Like, just use this as your baseline. Like, have no expectations. Just go out there and just do it, you know? And then the next one, we, we're going to fine-tune everything. So we're good. So she's like, yes. You know, so it was, it was fun. I love it. That's so awesome. And, you know, on our, again, on our team, there's so much diversity on our team. Everybody's starting points, you know, between uh, you guys that are doing it for the first time even Julie doing her third show, like there are so many different levels. It shows you uh, that anybody could do this, you know, if they just kind of like, like you said, just like commit and say, all right, I'm going to do this, you know, this, this six months or year, I'm going to dedicate to, you know, doing me and I'm going to like work on, on my stuff right now. Um, do you find that through this process, um, it's fed back into you? Is what? Like, has it fed back into you? Because we always tell people, like, when you do this, like, it should fill your cup, right? Like, eating the right way and training and all of those Getting things. Getting out of your comfort zone, doing something like, like that. It should feed back. It should fill your cup. Do you feel like it filled your cup or do you feel like it took away from, from like, other things that you wanted to do? No, not, not at all. Like, it just enhanced everything, you know? Um, even the comfort zone, like... <laughs> wear a bathing suit for a long time because you know I was putting on weight so it's like and every I'm sure I seen Julie's thing that was one of her things like you know the whole bathing suit thing you know going to the pool and you know all of those different things but I think for me it was just being able the pool was the biggest thing for me so for me it was like man I can do all this and eat all the foods that I enjoy eating and that was like so like refreshing like man, I finally found something that I've been looking for, you know? I even did the OMAD, the one meal a day. And 
again, I like to eat. I enjoy eating. So although the one meal was huge, it was just like, I got to wait until like tomorrow. You know, so I'm not hungry in the morning. And like, you know, I eat in the morning and I'm hungry the rest of the day. So it was always trying to find that balance. And it was just like, it got something out there. And, you know, when I found it, I was like, you know, ooh, like this will work. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't even know that was a thing. One meal a day, I would die. So would everybody in my house. I would be a freaking walking bitch over here. Yes, it's literally one meal. So you basically eat all your calories in one meal, no matter what it is, you know. And even in that, I was eating unhealthy. I was maintaining my weight. I was good, but I was eating really unhealthy because I was just like, oh, I'm going to eat donuts. I'm going to eat this. As long as the calories were there, I was eating my calories. So I was good, but it just wasn't, I didn't want to continue it because I was like, this is not a healthy lifestyle. Like, this is not good. You know, every now and then eating those kinds of things are cool, but I was doing it like every day. So I had to get away from that too. Why do you think it's so challenging sometimes um, for and, and I, I guess for people in general, because it happens to men and women, why do you think it's challenging sometimes as we get later in life and we have a family and kids, why does exercise and eating the right way just get thrown out the window? I don't know. I just think you get so bogged down and it's like, that's not priority anymore. When you're younger, that's everything. You know, when I play sports, being in shape, eating right, that was everything. That's all I had to <laughs> You know, but as you get older, you have work, you have, you know, your finances for your house, you have your kids, you have their, you know, their interests. It's like so many things now that are so much more important too. And you never really understand like how to balance it. And it just kind of like gets slowly thrown to the back and you're like, my family comes first. And I don't think you have to choose, you know, like I hear like you always say, like, you don't have to choose, like, let's both be up here, you know? Yes. That's the hardest part is just trying to find that balance to say, okay, I can do this and this at the same time, not go in all on in this and then leave that behind, you know? So I would say that's probably the biggest thing. And it all equally matters. And I feel like people don't realize that. And they're run down from their jobs and from their days without realizing that if they fuel their body better, if they move their body they would be able to do those things without feeling so run down, without feeling so foggy and tired. It's just that to get it started, it's, it's, it's a bitch. Like yeah. just it, when, you're, when you have to get on track, it's hard at first. But once you get in that rhythm, you feel so much better. Forget the looks, right? Because not everyone's necessarily looking to look better. Although most people actually are. They just you know, want a lot, of, a lot of people too, like, you know, you think about it, like you said with the time, you know, that's another thing like starting. So a lot of people won't start because they feel like, oh, it's gonna take this amount of time. And it's so discouraging, you know? It's like, like coach always talk about building a house. Most people don't wanna build. Most people just wanna move in, turn the key. <laughs> and that's the society like we live in. So yeah. to actually build and say, okay, first let's lay the foundation. It's funny, we're building a library. My daughter's foundation is building a library in Haiti. And when we started, the first thing was like, okay, we had to raise funds to do it. You know, we had to create events and do all this stuff. Then they had to, you know, take out all the grass and all the, you know, the shrub, whatever, and clear out the land. Then they had the later foundation. And it's like, it's crazy because over time you're seeing it. Now the roof is on, the structure's up. 
And it's like, we think about, my husband and I always talk about it. Like, I remember when we talked about this and now it's here. Like, but you have to just take the steps and just do it. Like, like walking, you just keep taking the steps and you'll get to that destination. But I think that discourages a lot of people because they're thinking about, this is gonna take forever. Like, I don't even wanna think about it. It's like, don't think about that. Just, just start Like you say, just lay the brick, lay one brick. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and and the time is going to pass anyway. I was just going to say, know? you always say the time is going to pass and, anyway. And that's, that's the one that's honestly, like on my side, always the most frustrating because they don't want to start or they don't want to put in the time, but the time's going to pass. Right. And you, you end up a year later, not starting because it was going to take so long and you didn't make a move. You could have made so much progress. You, know, you could have used those 365 days yeah. to to lay one brick at a time, right? But instead you're like, oh, it's gonna take so long that you didn't do anything. Yeah. That, that, it like- doesn't make any sense. And, and what I, I agree with you with nowadays society wants, you know, everyone in this day and age wants everything fast and wants everything kind of micro, it's a microwave society, right? Isn't that what they call it? But I don't get that for those of us in our thirties and our forties and our fifties. Like we didn't grow up this way, you know? like why have we allowed this to become our like i get it if my kids are like that still we're going to try to instill differently right and we're going to try to teach differently but that's their generation it's not our generation and like when did that become okay like when did that become a thing you know because we we understand that you have to build in your relationship in your job or career you know, with parenting, with, if you do move, which most people do, and then you're building a house or you got to decorate your house. Like we all understand that there are steps and that things take time. Why is this the thing that it's not okay to take time? It's your health. I've been working on that for a while. <laughs> the, the social media, you know, arrival where it's like you get instant gratification. They were doing a study and they were saying that the likes that you get when you get an alert on your phone, they said it's like the same receptors as like heroin. It's like an addiction and you keep going back. And it's like, oh, I need to see, I need to post something so someone can like it. It's like instant gratification. And yeah. now I'm gonna post something and everyone's gonna like it and I'm gonna feel good about myself. You know, and it's like this, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, I agree. It really, really is. Yeah. So you got on stage, right? I always tell everybody that's going on this journey, like no matter what they tell me, I say, get on stage first, no matter what they ask. I'm like, let's just do this once. And then you we even did that to me my first time. Right. We can talk about what's next after, but do this once. And I always say, once you do it once, like you'll get off stage. And I was like, and you'll say something like, I'm so glad I did it you know, let's move on to the next thing. Or you get off stage and you're like, all right, for my next show, I'm going to do this and da, 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 right? Whatever yes. the case might be. It's one or the other. So what was it for you? Um, well, for me, it's like, I want to see the transformation. Like, I like seeing progress. I, my whole, we get off on that. Like, I like to see, like, you thought of something and you did it and you see something happen and then you do something else and you see something happen so for me it's like that's very gratifying to me to see those things so for me like the miami show i was like okay cool like i got this baseline now i want to see how my body is see going. how we take that see how much more we can do yeah right, right. and then right. 
when I talk to Fabian, we, we discuss more goals because along the way, as we're getting ready for this, we also have a performance goal for you. Because uh, right. you're going to wrap up that Miami show and then we're going to go run a race. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love goals. They're and, so awesome. And, and the funny part is, those are the things that keep you, to, at least I think, those are the things that keep you engaged and focused with your process when you have something that you're working toward. Yeah. Because maybe it's not going to happen today or next month, but everything you do today and next month is part, is a piece of that process. Yes. So, so having that deadline or that date or that event, you know, and in this case, you have two different ones. One's a physique one and one's a performance one. They're different. Yeah. But having these deadlines to me are what keep people like trucking along along the way because every day is a part of that process. Yeah, you have to have personal goals. Like, I don't understand. This is why so many people are in a rut, getting a divorce, depressed. You have to have goals that are yours. Like having a goal to achieve something in the company you work for is not a goal for you, yes. It, it's going to make you feel like you achieved something and it might bring you more money and it might give you a different, you know, like set of skills even, but it's not necessarily for your person. It's for your job. It's for that, that part of, of you it's for, for your career, having goals for your kids, having family trips planned. Like you can have all of the outside things, you know, all day, but if you don't have goals for yourself and what is it that you're really doing? Yeah. Like what's the point? And they don't have to be to get on stage and they don't have to be about the way that you look, but you have to have personal goals. So I love that you're doing another show because you want to see from one to the other. I love that you have a high, like high rocks is a completely separate goal, which is badass. Like <laughs> seriously, it's so intense. So cool. Like that's what it's all about. And, and in the meantime, like, you're putting in the work every day. You continue to transform and bloom, like you said, and experience those weekends that you actually enjoy. Because that's the other thing, like you have to enjoy it. You yeah. can't just want to do another show because you want to see how your body transforms. You have to also enjoy the process and that weekend, exactly. you know, regardless of the stage time. And I know for me, you know, and everyone is different, but for me, I have to put myself in a do or die situation, like, because I know my personality. So I know if, I allow myself to say, well, you have time and you can, I'll do that. I'll be like, okay. But I'm just going to jump in. Like, like I went skydiving once. I was just, I'm just going to jump out of a plane. Like, I was like, I'm literally just going to jump out of a plane. I don't know what made me do that. I was just like, I'm going to do it. You know, I did a, a book, like I believe in the law of attraction. So I, I did a book, literally, I wrote a book because I always wanted to write because I write. And I was like, I want to write a book. I got all this stuff in my head. But in your head, you're like, but I got to go to a publisher. I got to do this and I got to have it all right. And I was like, you know what? No. So I sat in my car one day waiting for my daughter to get out of dance. And I started talking in my phone. And as I'm talking, I was telling myself and talking to the universe. I was like, I'm going to literally use the law of attraction to create this book. And I was just rambling. I had no idea where the book was going to go. And as I'm talking, the book started forming. And it came, I came up with the title while I'm doing the, the book. Like everything just kind of like, just happened. Did a song for the book. It's crazy. And then it, I'm selling the book off of something that I just said, I'm just gonna let the law of attraction. Like once you put it out there and you, you start going
going yeah. forward and making it happen is everything just starts to fall in place. So yeah. like, it's like they try to figure it out before, before. do it. And it's like, no, you have to just do it. And things will, people will come into your life. Things will happen. Julie, you know, I met Julie at the Curtis Mansion for something for Tell the Foundation and this happened. And this was one of the things I actually had this on, um, I have like a, almost like a bucket list. And I was like, I want to be a physique model. That was, and that was years ago. I love it. Years, years ago, you know? And it was just like, just living life and doing things and just being out there. It's like the universe will start bringing things to you. But if you just sit back and like, don't really set out to do anything, nothing really is going to happen. Like it's not going to Yeah, I, I, you know, I agree with all of that. I think you have to have clarity in, in your goal. Um, you have to know what it is that you're going to go after. And, and it could be as simple as setting that intention. And then you got to get out of the way, yeah. you know, because the how never matters. You know, how it's going to happen shouldn't be the thing that holds you back. Right. It's, it's figuring and, you know, it's, it's having a little bit of courage to say, I want to do these things, right? And then putting it out and saying, all right, I'm going to get these things done. I don't know how it's going to happen. And that doesn't matter. Uh, and then things do unfold little by little and every everything leads to the next thing until it finally does unfold. But I think that the hiccup is always the same. It's like, I want to do these things, but I don't know how, or I want to do these you things, need to line up all your but ducks. this, but that, but the other thing, you know, yeah. and, and that's how people don't get things done. You know, even, even things that are personal to them, forget like career or, 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 yeah. or big things. It's like even things that are personal to them. They never happen because people are always worried about how they're going to get it done or all the reasons why they can't. Yeah. And it paralyzes them. It does. It's crazy because I always use this illustration in the house and I'm like, when you put an address in a GPS, you never ask Siri, how are you going to give me that? You literally yeah. put the address in and you just blindly just go, just go. wherever she tells you to go. Like, it's literally that simple. Yeah. He uses that analogy all the time. Yeah, I, when I, people question it, like, you know, <laughs> what difference does it make? How it's going to happen? Like, you know, if if I didn't, again, if I didn't think that it could, I would say, listen, I don't think this is going to happen for you. Right. But if I say I think that we can do this, then don't worry about how. You know, and that's where people get stuck. They want to try to understand or figure it out, and it just paralyzes them because they're they spend more time trying to figure it out than execute. You know, right. and, and and again, back to the building the house, right? It's, Instead of worrying about the plumbing or the paint, lay a brick, you know, come back tomorrow, lay another brick. Yeah. You know, the people get caught up in, in picking out what, what faucets they're going to use. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so one of the things that I always ask people is because a lot of, a lot over the years, every time we do one of these interviews, someone watches it and they always hear something that speaks to them. Uh, but I always ask for the person that's contemplating that transformation to get on stage, to do the thing, you know, but they're getting in their way, right? Like, what would you say to that person that is contemplating getting on stage or transforming or doing something like this, but they're, they're not letting themselves do it because they've got all those things in their head? Um, I don't know. I'm a close person. So I would basically just say like, those who say they can and those who say they can't are both usually right. Like, 
literally like if you say you can't then you're right you can't if you say you can't it's that simple like people complicate things so much but life is so simple it's just, yes life is so simple life is so simple and you can't if you can you're gonna make it happen so that's it i love that yes well <laughs> Fabia, thank you for being on this episode of Lice and the Coach. And we are so proud of all the progress that you've made. Yes. We talk about it all the time. Um, and we are even more excited that we continue on this journey with you uh, because the next time that we have you on the show, we'll be able to talk about two different events that are coming up and, and talk about your experiences getting ready for two separate things and again seeing them through um so in a short couple of months we will be right back here talking to you about this next chapter yes. and, and, how, and how we made it happen i'm so excited i'm so excited it's been so awesome to watch how all in you've gone and i know that you keep saying well that's just how i am that's just my personality but personality or not you know it's still a choice and it's always very admirable when people are that all in and show up for themselves and their life and their goals like that. It's, it's been amazing to watch, like not just from your training and, and your nutrition, but also the posing, you know, and, and just putting yourself into everything that we've done as a team and being such an amazing part of the team because everyone brings their own vibe and, and obviously so do you. So we're so excited. Yeah. We're so proud of you. Thank you. And for, for anybody watching, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, comment. If you are listening on Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, iTunes, or any of the all other the places, all <laughs> the places that we are at, um, for those. and we will post Fabia's IG handle on our comments. Make sure you follow her journey. Um, Fabia, is there anything else that you want to say? Anybody you want to shout out? I just shout out my family and shout out Vernon, shout out Taylor Moxie, shout out Julie. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Have a great Have a night. night. Thanks for watching. Thank you, Fabio. Thank you.